Lesson number five, uh, a continuation from last week. Let's go back to our verses. Good morning. If you're watching us online, it's a blessing uh, to have you join Esther chapter number one. Esther chapter number one. So we will read from verse, from verse number three. That in the third year of his reign, he made a feast. So last week we emphasized on the first part, he made, and we're talking about the king made. It was his word that he released that caused action. Uh, on the part of the servants and they all ran around and made sure that the feast that the king had spoken comes to pass. And then it says, right, he made a feast for all his officials and servants, the powers of Persia and Media, the nobles and the princes of the provinces being before him when he showed the riches of his glorious kingdom, this is the part where we're gonna focus on today, when he showed the riches of his glorious kingdom and the splendor of his excellent majesty for many days, 180 days in all. And when these days were completed, the king made a feast, lasting seven days for all the people who were present in Shushan, the citadel, from great to small in the court of the garden of the king's palace. There were white and blue linen curtains fastened with cords of fine linen and purple on silver rods and marble pillars. And the couches were of gold and silver on a mosaic pavement of alabaster, turquoise, and white and black marble. And they served drinks in golden vessels, each vessels each vessel being different from the other with royal wine in abundance according to the generosity of the king. In accordance with the law, the drinking was not compulsory for so the king had ordered all the, all the officers of his household that they should do according to each man's pleasure. Praise God. Praise the Lord. All right, so when we started, just a quick recap, we said we're going to see three things from verse number three to verse number eight. The first thing that we're going to see and we saw already is the king, and the second thing, the kingdom, and the last thing, the law. All right, the king, the kingdom, the law. The king, the kingdom, and the law. So we are on the on the kingdom and it's very difficult to separate you know the king from his kingdom so every time you're talking about the king uh, you also see that you're also talking about the kingdom in the process or every time you talk about the kingdom you're also touching on the king so this week our main focus is on the feast itself and the display of the riches and the prosperity and the wealth of the king. Because the reason why he, he made this feast 
the first one, which was for 180 days, that is six months, it was for him to show the riches of his glorious kingdom and the splendor of his excellent majesty. Right? This was the reason, to show the riches of his glorious kingdom and the splendor of his excellent majesty. This was the reason why he held the feast in the first place. So what was on display for 180 days, it was the king. The king was on display because everything in a kingdom belongs to the king, including the people in the kingdom. We saw that they are a possession of the king. So the people are a possession of the king. The land is a possession of the king. Now, the wealth in the kingdom is also a possession of the king. So what he is doing for, 800, for, eight, for 180 days is to display himself. It was him on display. Okay? I want this to be, to be important. I mean, to be grasped by you. I want you to hear it. I want it to, to sink in your spirit. Right? So what was on display was the king. So everything that was being displayed was speaking. Everything, the splendor, the riches, it was saying something to those who were observing and to his officials. You with me? Everything that was on display was speaking. It was a message that the king was sending to his officials, to the people in the kingdom, the 127 territories. The glory, the splendor, the riches of the king was a message that the king was speaking to his people. Okay. Now, why do I say everything was speaking? Because, you know, I, I meditated on this throughout the week, you know, and, and the Spirit of the Lord just started pointing stuff, you know, to me about the creation. We're going to look at that as we, as we go. When you are with a painter, someone who is an artist, a painter, they'll tell you that every drawing carries a message. It is speaking. It's not just a paint of a person or a paint of trees. No. It is, it is saying something. If you are to sit down with them and ask them to tell you about the painting, they'll be able to tell you a story about the painting. And that is the message that you are supposed to grasp. That is the message that you're supposed to capture. Now, some of us don't have, you know, don't appreciate art. Why? Because we, don't, we are not able to decode the message that is behind the drawing. We just look at it, well, it's a drawing. But another person is willing to spend five million to get that article, to get that painting, to get that drawing because of the message the drawing is sharing and speaking. Are I clear? No, because 180 days of displaying and showing off the glory, the riches. Number one, it shows that the king was rich. 
number two, it also shows that there was a lot to glean out of the things that were on display. There was a lot of, a lot of messages to digest, to absorb, that all the things in the kingdom was revealing or were revealing. Are you getting this? Amen. Are you following this? Are you getting this? All right. So you can have a person see uh, you know something and in one second they just pass. They're like, oh yeah, I saw it. Then you've got another one spend time look at something. Two people. One drives past it. The other one stops. You know, people like me. People like me uh, don't really have an appreciation of nature. That's why we don't invest in going around to see nature. That's why, you know, a lion does not fascinate you. Um, a monkey does not fascinate you. Nothing fascinates you. A flower doesn't do anything. But other people that I know, they, they can spend time looking at the flower that is in your garden that you don't have any appreciation for. Let's go back to lesson number two, Hadassah, metal. It was a tree that was speaking a message. So when you see the metal tree, don't just look at it as any other tree. Try and see what the message is that the tree is sending. Then you are able to hear. So during the course of the week, I started to think and I realized that you know, most of the times we want to go to the next part before we, 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 we manage and master the very first, first part. What do I mean? We want to go to the level where we say, how do I hear the voice of God? I'm failing to hear the voice of God. Now, hearing the voice of God is part B. We should be able to hear the voice of God's creation hear the voice of the trees hear the voice of the nature hear the voice of the sky praise god we should be able to hear the voices of everything that is around us your car has a voice your car is always talking to you your couch has a voice your couch is speaking to you your shoes have a voice. Your shoes are always speaking to you. The question is, are you hearing what your shoes, your couch, your everything is saying to you about God? All these things that you see in here, it's a message that God is sending to you and to me. But we can spend five years in this place before you actually get the message that this place and everything in here is saying to you about God. Can you hear? So, the writer does not even waste time talking about how tall the king was, you know, the class of the king. No. He's just talking about the things in the kingdom. And those things in the kingdom, they are supposed to tell you the kind of guy this king was. 
Okay? So this is the king on the king on display. So he spent time showing the riches of his kingdom. Everything in this world is speaking. Numbers chapter 22, verse 22 to 33. We're going to do quite a lot of reading today. Numbers um, chapter 22. It's a common story. It's about Balaam, Balak, and the donkey. Chapter 22. When it's cold, it's very difficult to move around the Bible. Right, verse 22. I want you to, to listen to this and enjoy it because I did. So if I did, then it means you have to also enjoy it. Then God's anger was aroused because he went. And the angel of the Lord took his stand in the way as an adversary against him. And he was riding on his donkey. And his two servants were with him. Now the donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way with his drawn sword in his hand. And the donkey turned aside out of the way and went into the field. So the donkey saw... The donkey got the message. The donkey responded to the message. The angel of the Lord was sending. Okay? Then the angel of the Lord... No, that's verse, verse 23. Now the donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way with his drawn sword in his hand. And the donkey turned aside out of the way and went into the field. So Balaam struck the donkey to turn her back onto the road. Then the angel of the Lord stood in a narrow path between the vineyards with a wall on this side and a wall on that side. And when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she pushed herself against the wall and crushed Balaam's foot against the wall. So he struck her again. Then the angel of the Lord went further and stood in the narrow place where there was no way to turn either to the right hand or to the left. 27. And when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she lay down under Balaam, so Balaam's anger was aroused and struck the donkey with his staff. Then the Lord opened the mouth of the donkey. Now, the donkey has been talking all this while. The donkey is talking to Balaam. Balaam is not hearing the voice of the donkey. Then the Lord opened the mouth. So the miracle, you know, we, we celebrate, ah, then the donkey spoke. No, the donkey spoke because the man was deaf. It was never supposed to go that far. God did not need to go to those extremes to cause a donkey to speak because God never meant the donkey to speak. So if you are a Balaam and you come on a Sunday and you're giving a testimony that my donkey spoke to me, it is a sign that you failed to hear. That's why God opened the mouth of the donkey. It does not just start with the donkey speaking and your, don your, 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 your dog speaking to you. Like, ah, yeah, this, uh, this one is a special donkey. It actually spoke. 
It spoke. Because it does not have a special person. Okay. 29. And Balaam said, all right, 28. Then the Lord opened the mouth of the donkey and she said to Balaam, what have I done to you that you have struck me these three times? Ah, the donkey was. And Balaam said to the donkey, because you have abused me. Now who abused who here? It's actually Balaam saying to the donkey, you abused me. I wish there were a sword in my hand, for now I would kill you. So the donkey said to Balaam, Am I not your donkey on which you have ridden ever since I became yours to this day? Was I ever disposed to do this to you? And he said, No. Then the Lord opened Balaam's eyes and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way with his drawn sword in his hand and he bowed down his head and fell flat on his face and the angel of the Lord said to him why have you struck your donkey these three times behold have come out to stand against you because your way is perverse before me the donkey saw me and turned aside from me these three times if she had not turned aside from me surely i would also have killed you by now and let her leave so the donkey one one balam zero donkey one balam zero are you, are you see you know so everything speaks everything is talking everything that god has created is talking and everything that you created from the ability that god has given you speak when you look at nobet's work it talks that's why when a person then gets into the kitchen and they look at what he did they begin to respond and say beautiful they are responding to what the fittings the kitchen is saying to them are, are you getting this now by responding to that they are also speaking to the one who created the kitchen okay so everything is talking everything is talking and it is talking about the one who created it whatever you create is not talking about itself it's talking about the one so the splendor of the king that was on display it was a message remember he has got the gold and he got the gold from some other country where he went and defeated the people of that country so when people are looking at the gold say from ethiopia right they are looking at the gold from ethiopia that is on display what is the message that that gold is sending the message that the gold is sending is the king is great he conquered ethiopia now the gold of ethiopia is now his so everything was revealing the power of the king the strength of the king the authority of the king 
the mindset of the king, the strategy of the king. So what was on display was the king himself. Hallelujah. What was on display was the king himself. So if you continue, into, you know, when they're talking about the, the other feast that lasted for seven days, it's talking about the furniture, the linen, the pavement. Why would the writer, in quotes, waste time talking about the pavement if the pavement was not talking about the king? The linen, right, the vessels, each vessel different from another. Why would he talk about this? Number one, he's talking about how many vessels different, each vessel different. It was not a set of the same. No, each vessel was different from another. What does that tell you about the king? The taste of the king. But you see what we do you know, where, where I grew up, where I don't know about you, where the good things are always on display. They are never used. Where this display, you know, display, the special stuff are on display. So if you want to know a person, a mother, a good mother will be seen by the display. What is in the display? Come see, this is who I am. The display would not stay in the kitchen. No. The display will go away. The visitors come. That's where the display would be. Now, this is the picture that I want you to, to see now and have. So, what was on display? The people in that house. Okay? So, everything talks. The donkey spoke. Can you get a message now? No, just by looking at this. What does this tell you about God the tiles what does this tell you about God the chair that you're sitting on what does it tell you about God everything you should be able to say well I'm hearing God I can hear you I can hear you that's why now the, 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 the verse that Nobet um, referred us to the one in Matthew the lilies he's saying are you failing to get the message? The message that I'm sending to you via the lilies of the field. Are you failing to get the message that I'm sending to you through the birds of the air? Because when you see them eating, they are sending a message to you about me. But you are just seeing birds. They are just birds. They are making noise. That's all they do. But God, Jesus is bringing us to, can't you see the beds? Now, now when you look at the beds, you're not just seeing beds, but you are seeing the goodness of God in providing, not for beds, but for you. All right. Job 12, verse 7 to 10. But ask the animals, and they will teach you. Ask the animals, they will teach you. Ask them, they will teach you. 
which means you can actually be in a conversation with the animals. Alright? Ask the animals and they will teach you. Or the birds in the sky and they will tell you. Or speak to the earth and it will teach you. Or let the fish in the sea inform you. Come on, this is beautiful. Which of all these does not know that the hand of the Lord has done this? All these things they know. The birds know. If, a revel, if the birds have a revelation of the hand of the Lord and the goodness of the Lord, and when they see other things, the birds, when they look at the lions, in as much as they are a threat to other animals, but they are able to see that the hand of the Lord has, has done this. In his hand is the life of every creature and the breath of all mankind. Now, when I saw this, I went outside and I, I said, and I just started looking around just to try. Well, it was difficult because, remember, I'm used to seeing nothing and I'm used to hearing nothing. I'm just used to just be seeing, well, it's just grass. So I actually, had, I, I struggled to get a message. Then I saw the birds. There was these little birds that were there, you know, feeding from the grass. And well, praise the Lord, I saw that God provides. Well, the Bible says he does. But what then got me about the goodness and, 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 and how our king is, how amazing our king is. Now I'm thinking of myself, I'm in my car, I've got my jacket on, and it's cold. I look at the bed, and I look at the feathers, and, 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 and I, I see the beds doesn't have a jacket, but for some reason, for some reason it is fine. Imagine what you put on yourself. Get a bed and you pluck out the, the feathers. What message that does it send about the goodness of the king? The bed was in the meanwhile, the bed is communicating and sending a message. The question is, are we smart enough to hear and to learn? Because the Bible says here, the birds in the sky, and they will tell you. The animals will teach you. Not teach you about birds, not teach you about animals, but they will teach you about the goodness of the king. Because everything on display is revealing the glory of the king. It is actually the king on display. Praise God. So are you able to decode the message? Jesus, the Bible says, Jesus then said, answered it and said, the fig tree. Jesus answered the fig tree and said, the fig tree sent a message. Jesus responded. Jesus was not out of his mind. Now, if it was you, you're like, ah, you know, he talks to trees. You know, he was out of his mind. No, he was actually fine. We are out of our minds. Well, we are in our minds. We should be out of our minds and in the mind of Christ. But if you remain in your natural mind, all these things, they will not make sense. 
He was talking to himself. No, he was not talking to himself. He was learning and he was responding. Now you realize 180 days. It was not 180 days of just saying, gold, silver, a diamond. No. It was time of learning. Okay? It was time of learning. Take time. You don't jump into the classroom and after two seconds you're out. You already learned. We know we are used to preachers that make noise. That repeat one sentence up, you know, for, for 25 minutes. Yeah, and then we'll be shouting, we receive. That's why we can't, you know, when I saw this, for me, well, I'm, remember I told you, I, enjoy, I have the privilege of enjoying this in, during the week and enjoy it when I preach. And enjoy it after every sermon that I preach here, I listen to that sermon after the sermon and get blessed. Actually, in most cases, I don't even listen to it once. During the course of the week, I usually listen to it maybe two, three times. The same thing. And get blessed. Now, I then said, how can we learn to, to be still? You know, the Bible says, be still and know that I am God. Now, if you cannot be still and just learn from nature, all the time your mind is just everywhere. Everywhere. When you see the other people who are not like me, spending time looking at nature, it's a waste of money, a waste of time. If you go for a holiday, you spend half the time in the pool. <laughs> Everything else is boring. Ah, we saw that animal. Ah, we saw it again. Ah, how can we do Ah. Can you be there and get the message? All right? So Jesus responded to the fig tree because trees speak. Every time they give you a shadow, they're speaking. Every time you go and take fruit from the tree, it is sending a message. It's talking to you. You should be able to respond. Psalms chapter 19, verse 1 to 4. The king on display. If everything goes well here, my laptop is going to switch off. If everything goes well. 19, chapter 19, verse 1 to 4. Are you there? The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. The heavens, they are declaring the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, day after day, come on, say it with me, day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they display knowledge. 
Now, if these things are happening day after day, the question is, are we hearing day after day? Are we hearing what is being proclaimed day after day? Listen now. Three. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. Yet their voice goes out into all the earth. Their words to the ends of the world. In the heavens, God has pitched a tent for the sun. Let's repeat verse, verse 3. They have no speech. So you are not waiting to hear like the Balaam style, the donkey style, where they say, hey, you are hating me. Right? They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. Yet their voice goes out into all the earth. Thank you. Then the Lord saved my laptop. Right. They have no speech. They have no words. No sound is heard from them. So if you are looking for sound in order for you to start learning, you will not learn. If you're looking for audible words in order for you to start learning, you will not be able to learn. But listen, they have no sound, no sound is heard from them, yet their voice goes out into all the earth. Now, when the Bible says into all the earth, it's simply saying their voice is being. It's, it's, it's being heard by every person, but we're just not paying attention. Or we have not been taught to hear God through what he has created. All we pray for is audible, Lord. Audible voice, Lord. Lord, I pray for an audible voice. Lord, I pray for an audible voice. God, you have not been talking to me. God says, I have been. I talk to you all the time. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 20 to 21. I'm sure now you can see why I was enjoying myself eh, this week. You can come stay with me. Right? The wild beasts will honor me. The jackals and the ostriches. For I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, to give drink to my chosen people. The people whom I formed for myself, that they might declare my praise. I sing this. We also have been created to do what? To declare his praise. Just like every other thing that he created, we are on display displaying the glory of the king. You are God's creation. You are displaying the glory of the king. You are, it is the king on shore. So if I look at you, I must be able to see the king. Because it is the king on display. No vessel was the same. All of us here are different. No vessel was the same. You look at all of us, we are different. Short, small, big, tall. The short, they are fighting to be tall like me. The tall like me are fighting to be short like the short. 
the light are fighting to be dark, the dark are fighting to be light. At the end of the day, if we are all the same, how are we going to display the glory of the king? If you know that you display the glory of the king, you are grateful to the Lord for how he made you. Because your very self is a declaration of the glory of the king. Love yourself. All right. The glory of the king on display. Let's look at Jeremiah chapter 10. It's something that is interesting there. I saw this verse um, when I was preparing this sermon. And I liked it. I wrote here verse 12, but then this morning I started reading from verse, verse 6 and it blessed me more than from verse 12. So we'll start on verse 6. Inasmuch as there is none like you, O Lord, you are great and your name is great in might. Who would not fear you, O King of the nations? For this is your rightful Jew. For among all the wise men of the nations and in all the kingdoms, there is none like you. But they are altogether dull-hearted and foolish. Let me repeat that. But they are altogether dull-hearted and foolish. A wooden idol is a worthless doctrine. This is the part that I liked. A wooden idol. So the issue here is not really about wood. It's about an idol. It's a worthless doctrine. Silver is beaten into the plates. It is brought from Tashish and gold from Athas, the work of the craftsmen and of the hands of the metalsmith. Blue and purple are their clothing. They are all the work of skillful men. But the Lord is the true God. He is the living God and the King, the everlasting King. At his wrath, the earth will tremble and the nations will not be able to endure his indignation. Thus you shall say to them, the gods that have not made, the gods that have not made the heavens and the earth shall perish from the earth and from under these heavens. He has made the earth by his power. He has established the world by his wisdom and stretched out the heavens at his discretion. So what was interesting for me here? Let's go to Romans chapter 1, then I'll come back to this one. Romans chapter 1 verse 20. Romans chapter 1 verse 20. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. So he's talking about people now. 
people cannot have any excuse. Why? Because since creation of the world, his invisible attributes, whose attributes? God's attributes, God's characteristics, God's character, God's personality is on display since creation. Not for 180 days, but since creation, Ahasuerus, it was 180 days, and that was all that they was to see. But for God, for hun- more than 180 days, from eternity past to eternity future, his invisible attributes are clearly seen. No wonder why we have got the heavenly host in the heavens bowing down before God 24 hours a day saying to him, Hosanna, Hosanna. Why? Because his invisible attributes are clearly seen since the creation of the world being understood by the things which are made which means when we look at what is made, we are supposed to decode the characteristics of the God we cannot see. Did you get that? When you look at what is seen, it's supposed to tell you, remember I gave you the example of Norbert, when you, see it, when you look at his work, you are supposed to see the one who made it who is not present. Praise God. That's why what you do becomes important because what you do is a message that you are sending to the world about you, not about that thing. So when I look at the clothes that Mrs. Chaure makes, right? Now, when I look at them, they tell me about her. But it does not end at her because she's also a creation of another. I have to go beyond her to see the one who created her. Because what is unseen, that is the invisible attributes of God, they are seen through the visible things that we see. So when you see a tree, what do you see about God? If you just see a tree and that's it, then we'll cut all the trees. When you see grass, what does the grass tell you about God? Because since creation, the world and his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made. Come on, this is good. So that no one has an excuse that God never appeared to me, God never talked to me, God never ministered to me. No, God has been talking. And his characteristics, his goodness, is seen by what he created. So the creator is always out of his creation. You don't get that? I'll explain it. He's out of his creation and in his creation. I'm connecting you to that. That Jeremiah story, right? Now, Wooden 
idol is a worthless doctrine. Why? Because silver is beaten into plates. It is brought from Tashish. We bring silver from Tashish. And we bring gold from Athas. And we, we make them, skillful men, make them into an idol. And then you say, this idol is the one that created everything. It's worthless doctrine. Then you begin to worship an idol which is a creation of a man. How come the creator was created by a man? Because creators create out of nothing. That's why it's a worthless doctrine. Because that wooden gold, if you are to give it a birth certificate, it has a time where it was made by a person. Worthless doctrine. And you find people... An idol. And you know what is actually more terrible? It is that you find God's people scared when they hear that someone went to that wooden golden image or the wooden idol and the golden image and say that you are dying in 15 days. And then everybody is scared. Scared because of the work of another man. <laughs> Worthless doctrine. Next time when they tell you that that's what that idol said, tell them, worthless doctrine. Your car can be an idol. Everything can be an idol. Another person can be an idol. There's only one God whose attributes have always been on display. And they are understood by the things that are made. What do you see? So, when they're describing about the, the many... Let's, let's get there. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. Therefore, whether you eat or drink... Or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Do all to the glory of God. Because everything that we do, while we are in the kingdom of God, it is for the glory of the, the king. All the guys who came and they were partying and they were enjoying the wine, the everything, it was a reflection of the glory of the king. That's why you can't be poor. No. You can't. You cannot afford, even if you did not want to prosper, you will prosper. Even if you are working against yourself, not spirits from your father's house, even if you have been working against yourself not to prosper, you will prosper. Because you must reveal the glory of the king. Yeah. 
This is powerful. So the drinks, so what you eat, it's just not for you. It, will, it has to reveal the glory of the king. That's why I told you, I've been saying this, learn to say to things, I'm content, but this is not it. I'm grateful, but this is not it. Not I'm grateful and I've arrived. So long life. So long I'm breathing. Second, Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 20 to 21. But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Therefore, if any man cleanses himself for the, from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. We are the vessels in the great house, displaying nothing else but the glory of the one who called us. The king on display. Every time you walk, Know that it, God is on display. God is on display. Are you hearing me? You are his creation. God will be on display. When you wake up in the morning, God is on display. When you are walking around, God is on display. When you are talking, God is on display. I'm showing off the king. Your language must show off the king. Your behavior must show off the king. The king on display. When I saw this, I was like, mm. don't just say, ah, no, I'm just going quickly to the shops. Let me just go anyhow. God is on display. God is on display. Dress that body. Not just for you, just to cover, not to cover your nakedness. Adam and Eve, they dressed it to cover their nakedness. God says, no, we don't just dress to cover our nakedness. We, we, we dress to reveal the glory of the king. So instead of what withers, I'm giving you leather. What is permanent? Are you hearing me? Because, because when people look at you and they see you with leaves that wither, it is my name. It is my name. This is, you, are my, you are in my display. You are in my showroom. When they come, they will come and check. The devil will laugh not at you. The devil will laugh at me. Remember about Job? The devil went to God to brag about Job to God. He said, ah, no, but you keep him. Huh? You keep him. How can he not worship you? You keep him. You do this, you do this. Now, display. God on display. If it is one shoe, it must display God. I'll put on that one shoe, but it will be God on display. I'll say, I'll say the leather. God on display. It's not about having a million of leaves. Now, imagine how many leaves were there in the garden. Adam and Eve could have just said, well, this one is withered, we'll go get another one. God doesn't want you to have the pressure of just thinking it will wither and I have to get another one. When he dresses you, he dresses you with leather. 
Because it is Him on display. Your health will display God. God on display. Forget about flu. Flu what? Flu season for who? Forget about corona. Corona for who? God on display. Because His invisible attributes are revealed through things that are seen. So every official, when they were looking at everything in the kingdom, they're like, what a great king we have. We are protected. If we have a king like this, Rampa, refuse. You display the glory of God. You display the beauty of God. You display the king of glory. If God cares for the birds that fly, if God cares for the lilies that grow, you know, the Bible actually says Solomon in all his splendor, he was not arrayed like the lilies of the field. So if God does that for the lilies, how much more you? All you need to do is to say, Amen. I'll put on the leather. Because when God dresses, he dresses you with leather. Do you know that there was a fight when Jesus died? Who will get his garment? It was not cheap garment. It was expensive garment. The Bible says it did not have any seam. During that time, those who were putting on garments without a seam, they were the high end. I want a donkey that nobody rode on. Not second hand. God on display. We are about to display the glory of God. Come on, the devil is a liar. I will display the glory of God. It has to be. Come on, church. No, man. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, you don't have the money, I understand. You don't have it manifested, I understand. But you don't pay to go to good shops for window shopping. You don't pay. You go in and you also just see. Just to show God that when you give me the money, I now know where to buy. God on display. I have to display God. I saw this, I was like, no man. If I am displaying God, something has to change. I have to cooperate with God. I have to cooperate with God. Therefore, whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, say whatever. Do all to the glory. Let me end by saying, We were all designed to live in an amazing kingdom. But we find ourselves 
in the world in a foreign land. I want to repeat that. When God created you and me, his mind was for us to stay in a perfect world. But we find ourselves in an imperfect world. Now that we find ourselves in an imperfect world, and we're created to live in a perfect world, okay. You are a chosen people, Esther, Mordecai, Israel. You are designed to live in a land that flows with milk and honey, where you have got freedom of worship, where everything about your land is speaking and declaring the goodness of the Lord, where the metal trees are planted as a message instead of a bria, our plant metal, cedars, figs, the vineyards. Now you find yourself in the territory of another, in a kingdom that is foreign. This is what you ought to do. While you are in the Esther, Mordecai, and all guys, display the glory of the king. While you are there, display the glory of the king. It is an opportunity for you to shine in darkness. Let them see. Just important facts. As we close this kingdom today. The kingdom covered 127 provinces. But our God is kingdom over, is king over the entire universe. His feast ended. It was for about six months. But ours is from eternity past to eternity future. That's why we enjoy eternal life now. His kingdom our kingdom is forever. It will not end. The media and the patients, now you don't hear about them as ruling from India to Ethiopia. But our God is still enthroned. He still reigns. He still rules. Now that we are his creation, this is all we need to do. Reveal him. Last verse, Galatians chapter number 1. Verse 15 to 16. Galatians 1, 15 to 16, it says, But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace to reveal his son in me, that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood. Now, this is a part that I want. But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace to reveal his son in me. When God gave me the rest, reveal, reconcile, this is the verse that I usually use for reveal. Reveal his son in me. Which means before he is revealed to the world, he has to be revealed in you. The son is revealed in you. Then after he is revealed in you, you reveal the revealed son to the world. That I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood. Why? 
Because if you quickly confer with flesh and blood, they can distort your revelation. They can distort your revelation of God. Church, at least believe this this is what I ask you at least to do doesn't matter where you currently are what you're currently driving where you currently stay what you currently eat all these things some people will say I know this is about the natural things, you know, I, we, the gospel is spiritual, no? If we are here to reveal the glory of the king, how do we reveal the glory of the king when we are in a sorry state? So the first thing that we need to do is we must have that revelation in our spirits first before we reveal it to the world. It must be revealed. It must become a stronghold. Not, not argue about uh, when coronavirus is ending, whether we are going to go to level four or five or the just to just to say no man, no, 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 no. We will not settle for less. Not Radapiwanashe Dino Gamshira Andirambe Dino Tora Andirambe. And whenever you hear people say that, it's not good things, it will be bad things. That's what that. Ah, it's God who gave me. Fig leaves. They are not from God. It's Adam. God brings leather. God brings leather. God brings leather. What I mean by leather is God brings quality. Tell yourself, this body, tell it, you will put on quality. Don't refuse and be stuck at uh, that other shop and that other shop where you buy a suit for 250 rand. Refuse! Who is putting on the 5,000 one? And the 10,000 one? Who? As long as you are, it's a waste of money. It's a waste of money. Waste of money to dress you while you display the glory of the king. How can money be wasted on the one who is in the image of God. So long life. So long life. Ah, we don't look at the things that are seen. The things that are seen are temporal. But the things that are not seen are eternal. We don't look at the things that are seen. The things that are seen are temporary. But the things that are not seen are eternal. Hey, we don't look at the things. Now, listen to this. You already have what is eternal. Start looking at the things that are seen. You already have what is eternal. Stop looking at what is eternal. Start looking at what is seen. 
I'm done. God bless you.